Welcome back to the Watch More Podcast. I'm your host, Quentin Harris. And today I want to talk about credit cards, but I won't want to talk about it in the form of what the national you know, credit card debt looks like as a whole when it's over $1 trillion. Today, I want to talk about consumer credit cards down to the finite of one card. And what I want to do today is I want to talk about how long does it take to pay off a $10,000 balanced credit card? Now, you might be going, Quentin, I don't have a $10,000 balance. That's okay. You'll get the picture here. The national average per credit card right now is eight thousand dollars but I want to use 10 because it's a nice round number and it makes the calculations of what I'm going to talk about a little easier so one of the things I always wonder is you know when you look at your credit card statement do you look at that minimum payment and then the next month when it comes in do you look at the balance and ask yourself why did that balance not go down by what I paid well that's because of the way the minimum payment is calculated and it's it's made that way so that most of your payment is going towards interest. Matter of fact, that's how the credit card companies are making most of their their money uh, throughout the course of the credit card. Now, what's interesting is those rates tend to go up on credit cards as the Federal Reserve raises those short-term interest rates. So over the course of the last 18 months, you've probably seen your credit card interest rate go up. Matter of fact, the national average, according to LendingTree, is just shy of 25%. It's about 24.59%. And one of the things I look at on here is how is that minimum payment calculated? You know, because if you take your balance and you divide it out by the interest rate, it's not going to be that payment. And so why is that? Why is it that it doesn't add up and those numbers don't work in your favor? Well, if you take your balance, typically speaking, if you take your balance and you say your balance times 1% and then add in the interest rate payment, that's going to make up your minimum payment. So oftentimes you're not paying enough to cover the actual balance of, well, not the balance, you're not paying enough to cover the balance of the interest for that month. So thus leaving a deficiency that rolls into the balance, increasing your credit card. So that can be a nasty cycle that you can't get out of because you're stuck in this minimum payment because that's what you budgeted for in your household. So I want to take a look at this and kind of show you what that looks like. And as we go through this, one of the things I ask myself is, you know, why is this not taught in school at high school? Like, why are why are we not teaching credit cards and how they work in high school? So when the graduate graduates and they're of age to attempt to get a credit card at 18, they're armed with the tools to be successful to know how to utilize that credit card to their benefit. It's something I don't understand. And it's something to me that is a real life tactic that you could use the day you graduate. And if you don't go to college, you still know how to use that as you go on with the rest of your life and pursue credit out there in the form of a credit card. Um, it's something that that, uh, I definitely talk about with my kids all the time, but it's, it's a question that just drives me nuts. This isn't taught in high school, but that's for another podcast. So real question is how long is it going to take to eliminate that $10,000? And so we did a couple of calculations here and we want to show you what that looks like. So in the case of a $10,000 credit card, and you know, I want you to take a look at what I'm going to put in the show notes here, our YouTube channel, what's your one more. I'm going to put these calculations in there. That's at what's your one more with number one. But what we're going to do is use that average interest rate at 24.59 and at $10,000 at a current rate of the 24% with that 1% balance, how long would it take to pay off your credit card by by only making the minimum payment. Now, when I go through these numbers, you're probably going to go, yeah, I know that, but just settle in for a minute because this is pretty astonishing. With 1% of the balance plus the interest as I've been describing, it would take you 29 and a half years to pay off a $10,000 credit card. 29 and a half years of the minimum payment. That's 354 months and you would have paid back $19,332.21 in interest over that period you would have paid $20,000 in interest on a $10,000. So the grand payback would have been basically $29,000 because you're paying back the 10 that you spent 
plus the interest of 19, just shy of 20, that's $30,000 over that time period. That's incredibly way too much to pay back on $10,000. And it's a really long time and it can really drag out and it can affect your household budget. There's some cases where depending on what type of credit card you have, that actual 1% is more like 2.5%. And there's some cards that are like that. And I'm not going to get into which cards are like that on this episode, but I highly recommend you get your statements out. You go through them. And there are disclosures on how they calculate that minimum payment. I would find out if that's the right minimum payment for you in the form of, can I go to another card and get a cheaper one? Um, and we'll talk about that here a little later in the podcast here. But let's assume you have a card that has a 2.5% balance plus that interest rate of 24% on the national average, how long would it take that person to pay off at that calculation $10,000 in credit card debt? In this particular case, it would take 53 and a half years at that particular scenario. 643 months, and you would have paid $38,313 in interest. That's just mind-boggling to me. And these are real-life scenarios. These are happening out there right now. And, and it may be you, maybe a friend may not be you. You may say, I'm, I'm a person that pays my balance off monthly. But right now, the ratios in America are 50-50 to who pays it off and who doesn't. So there are balances being carried. And if you're listening to this, you may be one of those people. And I kind of want to talk to you about how can we speed up paying those off? Like, what can you do? And you may be going, hey, that's great. I'm caught in this cycle. But this podcast may be coming out and timed right when those credit cards are coming in from Christmas or Black Friday. We had record spendings in America on Black Friday when the economy is actually in a downward trend. So I imagine a lot of that debt was put on credit cards. And this may or may not be the podcast for you, but maybe you know someone. I'm surprised every time I talk about credit cards, how many people come up to me afterwards. And they kind of silently whisper and go, hey, you know, I'm kind of in that situation. Do you have any recommendations or things that you could guide me towards? And and it's 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 nothing to to be ashamed of. Over eighty percent of Americans use credit cards, so it is it is a thing. Um, but what I want to do in this next part of the episode is talk about some solutions to kind of help speed up that payoff so that debt's not looming over you. Yo, thank you so much for choosing us today. We're definitely not done with our podcast, but we are going to take a really short sponsor break, and then we'll get right back to the show. I've been in the lending business for 20 years. I've seen many different lenders. During those 20 years, I recognized there's a difference between being an originator and an advisor. The team at Bank of England is full of advisors. They take their time to understand your needs. They take the time to structure a mortgage for you and your family. And I cannot recommend them enough. If you're in the market to purchase a home, maybe it's a second home, maybe it's an investment property, or you're looking to refinance your current property that you live in, take a minute to work with the advisors at Bank of England Mortgage. They're a nationwide lender and you can find your local branch at boemortgage.com because it's more than loans, it's people. Thanks so much for letting us give a shout out to our sponsor. All right, now back to the podcast. The first one I want to talk about is determine the minimum payment So and stop using the credit card. So if you've got a credit card that is, is continuing to build a balance, it's probably because you're making a minimum payment, which is not covering enough to pay the interest, and then you're using the card as you make that payment. So for example, you may use the card throughout the month, the bill comes in, you make the minimum payment, you continue to use the card. Well, that balance is never going to come down because that minimum payment's not covering any of enough of that interest from the previous month or and the current month in which you're using the card. So my first solution would be stop using the card if you can. That'd be my first solution. And start spending what you have in cash and stop spending on the credit limit itself. Take the minimum payment and stick with that minimum payment. So in this solution right here that I'm talking about, 
I actually calculated the minimum payment on that 1% balance plus the interest. And that's a $300 payment. And if you stopped using the card and you continued to pay the $300 payment, this is where the math gets into your favor. You actually pay that card off in five years versus 29 and a half years. And in doing such, you also eliminate a tremendous amount of interest. You actually are going to eliminate $12,688 of interest because the interest you're going to pay over that card when you stop using it is $6,644 versus that $19,332. I think that's real important because a lot of people don't stick to the minimum payment. A lot of people make the minimum payment or then they stop using the card and they see the balance go down. So therefore the minimum payment goes down because it's calculated the balance and it takes them longer to pay that off. Or they pay the minimum balance and and the card continues to keep being used and the balance goes up, thus making a bigger impact on the interest that you're paying. The other thing I would suggest was make a budget and stick to it. Like if you can say, okay, I'm going to do 300 or I'm going to do 400, just be committed to that. Maybe even do like an auto payment out of your account because sometimes that holds people more accountable to get that done. You're going to see that credit card come down tremendously. Um, this is actually called the, the snowball effect. Um, and, and you can do that if you have one card or two cards or three or four cards, the average American carries two credit cards on them. The average, average household has three. Um, Dave Ramsey perfected this and actually has an entire, you know, uh, book, publication, everything on this. They have a whole workshop, everything dedicated to this topic. They do a wonderful job with it. But the snowball effect of taking as much money as you can to pay down one card and then pay the next, then move on with that same amount of money you're paying onto the next card. But maybe that doesn't work for you. Maybe you can't do that. Maybe you're going, hey, you know, that that's all well and good, but that, that doesn't work for me um, because I'm actually either A, living off those credit cards or I need those credit cards to survive or I don't have that kind of money to make those payments. Everybody has a different scenario. If you're a homeowner, one of the things I would recommend is a debt consolidation. I would get with the team, maybe at Bank of England. You know, they're one of our sponsors. They do a great job. Get with them. Get with your local Bank of England office. Let them do a debt consolidation for you. Let them work up a plan that is going to save you money right now. You would be amazed. People ask us all the time, hey, listen, you know, if I got a little bit of cash on the sidelines, where should I put it to get the most bang for our buck or the biggest return? I'm like, if you have a credit card, pay it off. I mean, the average rate's 25%. I mean, where are you going to make 25% on your money right now? Just pay that debt down and get it done with. Same thing with your home. If you have equity in your home, now would be the time. If you're if you're one of these people that I'm talking to right now, don't try to time the market and go, oh, I just want to do this when rates get down to 5%. Like, what does it matter if it's at five or if it's at eight? Now I know we're not at eight, but that's an extreme example right now. What does it matter when we're talking about 25% interest on your credit card on a balance you haven't paid off yet? Like you're just, the differential there is 17%. If the rate was eight, the good news is it's not eight today. So you can get a lower rate in the sixes and you can get out of this credit card debt at 25 because you can consolidate that down and now you can put that into your mortgage and it becomes a tax write-off, whereas right now it is not a tax write-off. So debt consolidation, it's a really, really great tool to use. And again, get with the experts over at Bank of England Mortgage, let them help you out with that. All right, so the other thing would be a home equity loan. Now, a home equity loan is great if you are prepared to use it the right way. Essentially, a home equity loan is another credit card type loan. It's an open-ended line of credit that is attached to your home and it will consolidate all those credit cards and put them into one lower interest open line of credit. Now, again, it's going to operate under the same principles as a credit card, but it will be on a lower interest rate and you can pay that off over time. The final thing I would say on this, well, not final, but the, the, the second to final solution I would say is this, if you're not a homeowner, you're a renter and you're like, hey, great job, Quentin. I appreciate all that, but I don't own a home yet. I'm trying to get there, but I'm not there yet. What else can I do? 
I can tell you this because I lived this life I'm about to uh, share with you. You know, in 07 and 08, when things were really bad during a financial crisis, you know, I searched and scoured for 0% interest on credit cards. And what you can do is you can balance transfer that high interest credit card at 25%. And guys, those 0% are out there. Don't don't say they're not because they are. I see them out there still to this date. Balance transfer that 25% over that 0%. That 0% may only be for six months. It may be for 12 months, but move it over, pay the balance transfer fee, which is normally a percentage of the balance. It will come over there to that new credit card at 0% and then apply your budget towards that card and pay as much down as you can while it's 0%. And as it grows near term, meaning the 0% is going to evaporate and the new rate's going to come on, which is, let's assume it's going to be 25%, At month five or six, depending on when that's going to term out, start searching for the next 0% card because it will be out there. And this is also going to help build your credit as you bring that balance down. You're going to get better credit scores. You might get more offers. You might get more terms for a longer 0%, but those options are still available and on the table. And then last but not least, if if you're drowning in this debt, if you may, and this is none of these options I'm talking about are available, you need to get with an expert and let them help you with a different form of debt consolidation. There are a lot of credit card consolidation companies that will negotiate those rates down for you. I also highly recommend calling your current credit card company. Explain them the situation that you're in. You'd be surprised how much they would work with you. Um, They can help you before it gets too late. It's hard for them to help you when it is too late. So just kind of keep that in mind. And at the end of the day, just remember, 80% of Americans have credit cards and a lot of people struggle with the credit card debt and how to pay it off. And the bottom line for us is that it can take a while to pay off a credit card and you can get buried in a lot of debt. And that's what I don't want happening uh, to anyone, especially a younger generation that's not educated on this and doesn't get this type of education. And there's ways to make these work in your favor. And that's what I was hoping to accomplish today because if you have a plan and you have the knowledge, you can start with some freedom uh, financially and using these credit cards to your leverage and to your advantage. So if you like what you hear today, please share this podcast, five-star review it. Uh, leave some comments on Apple, Spotify, Google. We'd love to hear from you. And then check us out our YouTube channel, all those calculations and graphs I'm talking about will be on there at what's your one more than number one at what's your one more. Till next time, we'll see you guys in the next episode. I got one more shot, I'm gonna make it. One more chance, I'm gonna take it. I meant it when I said it, now it's time for me to do it. I got one life to live, so I put all into it, yeah.